1: Good morning and welcome to Napwig Talks. It gives me great pleasure to be here with you. I am Jade Williams, your Napwig blog talk radio host for today, and like the commercial just said, I have to ask you to please follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms, or just head over to our website at www.napwick.org and engage with us. Check out our calendar. See what committees you might want to hop in or what meeting you might want to pop in on to see What fits your needs as you are bringing value to NAVWIC and as we are instilling all of NAVWIC in you? So all you got to do is click the Join Now button. It's at the top of our website. We can't wait to see you at our next NABC local or national event because you know we travel right so today we have another action packed show planned just for you delivering on the information that you are requesting to hear. In the studio this morning we have no other than the master builder, our founder, my one of my cherished mentors, Miss Anne McNeil herself in the studios with us. We have JP Perry. I'm getting ahead of myself. So excited this morning. You can tell I'm still on my coffee. We have Jackie Perry of JP and Associates. And Miss o- Ursula Odom of Zula Doo. Good morning, Miss Ann. How are you? I'm already ready to get the party started. Can you tell? <laughs> Good morning,
2: Jada. Good morning. And I tell you all the time, Jada, if I were any any better, I would be you. And today, (laughs) again, is no different because we have not only a phenomenal guest, but we also have a packed studio of individuals ready to get started. I want to just remind our listeners that we are, and you cannot hear it enough, we are not just the voice of black women in construction. I contend that we are the voice of this industry. And our vision is to continue to build lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals like our guests, our hosts, our co-hosts, our sponsors, our partners, individuals that will continue to build groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in the construction industry, and in our respective communities as we continue to be that voice. Jada, I'm very excited when I look at the future of our organization. Our special guest today, Ms. Cheryl Hubbard, is one of our newest members, and I'm excited to hear her story because when we talk to God about the desires of our heart, I I tell Jada, Jackie, you know, God has a sense of humor. And when we say that we are desiring something, he has a way of delivering that. And so our special guest today is going to share a little bit about herself. But I love the fact that we have been seeking individuals and firms come and continue to elevate this organization. So I would encourage all of our listeners, please, please, please comment, like, and share the show but also consider partnering with us as we continue to elevate this industry of construction. And as always, Jada, let's get this party started.
1: Yes, indeed, Ms. Ann. Let's get this party started. Today, now we talks with Cheryl Hubbard, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, and per. Professor Cheryl Hubbard is an American entrepreneur author motivational speaker and University professor So we're going to get into Miss Cheryl Hubbard's business as she comes on joins us on Nabwick talks after this quick commercial break
3: Well, my name is Robin Donaldson from Tampa Florida my business renew construction services we provide construction services, um, specifically large event cleaning and janitorial services, as well as janitorial supplies. NavWix saved my life, it gave me life, it blew life into me, uh, because I had found myself in school studying for architectural design, and I did not have an exit plan. So anyone out there who is, or who has a dream and do not know how to implement that dream, I would highly, highly recommend NABWIC as a place to start because there you're going to get your foundation, you're going to understand your why, you're going to create a plan, and then you're gonna be taught how to implement that plan. And when I started with Nabwick, again, I was in school, I just started the company. I was doing residential cleaning, and as a result of everything that I've learned and implemented, I went from the Toilet Bowl to the Super Bowl, and I couldn't say it any better than that.
1: And that's facts. I know Robin Donaldson, myself and she is speaking 100% facts. So, you know, just join that We got you. We got you on all ends. First, don't forget to press one on your phones if you want to join the conversation. You know we love to say here, grab your notebook and pens because we know you want to catch these golden nuggets that Miss Cheryl Herbert about to drop on NAPWIC Talks this morning with us. Coming as an um, entrepreneur, author, a motivational speaker, she is known for She's Fundable events, and Get Lit America financial literacy educational products that are helping to close the wealth gap and entrepreneurial gender gap for women. She shares her years of acquired knowledge from consulting thousands of startups and her many published works. Cheryl helps female entrepreneurs gain confidence with money to build wealth and grow incredibly impactful, profitable businesses that changes lives. Okay, so basically, Ms. Hubbard is going to help us get you to the bag and let us know some information (laughs) on how she went about her journey. Good morning, Ms. Hubbard. How are you? Good
4: morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Oh, I love this. I love this. I love when women get together and cheer and grow each other. I love it.
1: Of course, this is NABWIC Talks. It's always a great Wednesday here. But, you know, I just told the audience a little bit about you for me and Jackie doing stalking work, right, and looking you up. Now, in your own <laughs> words, let us know how it is that you came to do what it is you're doing today. Because I think I saw somewhere in your bio you said you you learned all this stuff on a farm, too.
4: Oh, oh, absolutely. Let's start there. You know, let me give you a little ditty about that. And we'll we'll start there. That's a good place to start because I can really relate it all, all back to that. Um, <laughs> I grew up on a large farm in South Georgia. I'm talking about clay, dirt, roads, you know, way back in the farm. And we grew up servicing the Georgia and Florida farmers markets. So, um, you know, actually say I can remember starting working as long as I've been walking. Absolutely. However, at age nine, around age nine, when I, when I really, really began to get a glimpse of entrepreneurship, I had a, a great uncle. You know, this man is always teaching lessons. We're working as kids. He's always teaching lessons. And he would share while we're working about how crops were traded and how they made money with it. You know, I don't think anybody else was listening. We're kids, right? Well, as kids, we had to earn our own fair money, and fair is in the fall here, so we had to earn our own fair money, you know, doing little odd jobs or whatever. And so I began to ask him more questions about um, what it what it took, you know, I, and I probably was one of those kids, and I still am, that asked more questions than anybody should ever ask. I'm curious like that all the time. Um, and he began to tell me that, you know, you get the best prices um, when it comes to, like, pecans, and we have pecan orchards. If you get to the market first, you get the highest price. If you're in line first, you get to the market first, and then the prices start to go down after that. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I started picking up pecans and, you know, bags and bags, big croaker bags, loading them up while kid, all the other kids was out playing, doing what they have to do. Cheryl's picking up pecans, okay? Well, and I would, come on, Uncle, when is the day? You know, come by and pick up my stuff. So he would always make sure every year I was first in line to get the highest price until I left for college. Well, all, like I said, all the other kids was out playing. I was picking up pecans. If I wasn't doing that, I was in, the, in a medal somewhere, reading a book. I was an avid reader. I became a devoted learner and reader of just about anything. I said had words on it, I would read it. So that is, in itself became a lesson for me. You know, do what other people won't do or don't do, and of course my uncle at that time if you really think about it he was my mentor he was my partner you know that was my community uh and he made me take risks the risk was me always being first in line good lesson for me and um it became a tradition i was committed to making that happen it became a tradition and a habit for me and my uncle to do that every year to get to the market first so, you could say this little childhood diddy I just talked about is an example of what became kind of threaded a threaded foundation through my life's journey in It your really DNA. is yeah it became it became that that foundation absolutely so if you look at um you know how I progressed and who I am and what I became since I left that little farm in South Georgia. You know, I left to go to college. Well, things didn't turn out like I had planned. You know, life lessons starts to happen. Things don't turn out like you had planned, but always have a plan. And, um, you know, because I had family members, of course, you know, I grew up on a farm. You know, what are you going to college for? People telling you don't need to go to college. That little voice in the back of your head. No support, no family support for you to do that, but I went anyway. So I'm, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia now with no support, no money. And I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, But I was determined to go to college. So I started seeking out mentors again, like I did my uncle, started seeking out those mentors. And I uh, early on began to realize, well, um, I don't really like the major that I've chosen. So, again, it's all right to change your mind, but I still went to college. It took me 10 years, 10 years, one class at a time, I swear to God, 10 years. So anybody out there listening, you can get there. Keep going one class at a time. That's what I did and I completed undergrad. Um but after that, it took me 2 years to get two masters. Two years to get two masters degrees mm-hmm. after that. So again, I went from making maybe $18,000 a year to that getting that undergrad degree maybe $40,000 a year to getting those two grad degrees. Now I'm over six figures a year, okay, with a major um, fortune 50 company traveling around the world because I made those choices. And it was because of, again, those foundations, reading every single thing. While I was that kid on that farm, I was reading about different countries, different languages, different foods, different markets, all that kind of stuff. And when the opportunity presented itself, I was the only one that knew about those markets and could take advantage of it when I was in corporate America. So I was the one that got all of the international markets because What wow, Now that. look
1: at that. How you growing up on a on a farm and the foundations that was instilled in you just within your own heart in your own mindset, that fire within you you already had sounded like that um personality where you did your own thing, and it didn't matter what was going on, whether you was in a big city on a farm or with your cousins on you know the reunion on the farm or whatever you was gonna do do you and it sounded like a great yes. partnership that you and your uncle came up with, which, you know, those special bonds. I have a, a uncle that I have a bond mm-hmm. like that with, and you just took me back to that, to that place. So yeah. I loved it. Yeah. love it. Love it, love but it, love it. And how yeah, you were able to, absolutely. Go ahead. And it just sounds like you were able to transition, you know, your experiences from learning uh, in your own world. And then taking those risks by going to college, going, you know, doing your own thing, I say that again, and it prepared you for the opportunities in adulthood.
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, that transition uh, and the advancements that I made when I got there was directly tied back to those things. Um, But more, something that I do every single day, a habit that I do every single day and have done since I was 18 years old. It is mandatory. It is on my calendar to learn something new every day. I learn something new every day. I don't care if I have to book a class, read a book. I get up earlier than everybody else. I make sure I learn something new every day, and then I celebrate. If you're ever around me and I learn something I didn't know, you'll see me dance, scream. We'll turn some music on, (laughs) and we'll celebrate that, that learned. I'm crazy like that. I learn something new every single day, every day.
1: I Um, love it
4: yeah i also set every year everybody else you know say they set resolutions and they don't uh you know they're gone before january's over i set mine and i i have expectations of achieving every last one of them and you can see in december i'm going down that list checking it off did i get that done get I get that done i set goals for myself every year and i expect to achieve them. Mm-hmm. so yeah i threaded that foundation that absolutely Absolutely. All of those things I stated on, in that little ditty, I ask questions, more questions. I am extremely curious. Ask more questions, people. Ask more questions. Okay. Become devoted, it, a devoted it, learner.
1: Right then, that devoted learner. Let me ask you some more questions. So, mm-hmm. what are you? What do you do today as an entrepreneur in your business? Because I'm reading, I have like three yeah. bios up. Okay. Um, okay. What is what this I do right now? All about. I love your model well, where you say, you know, find her. And her change the world. And basically like how Nabwick says, we like to say one of our commercials will probably play it next, you know, to support a woman is to support a nation. And you are Hallelujah. right there in our tribe with fund, funding her, Help. you know, you, you make Absolutely. a difference. So what is all what is all that about in your in your flow? Okay.
4: Well, she's fundable. I actually started she's fundable um after the after COVID started. For years, uh, more than 20 years, I have uh, consulted with startups, with corporations, churches, um, COVID hit. you know, I'm I'm teaching at the the university, and they're saying, hey, you, you're going to have to get in front of 350 students face-to-face. No, I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm not. No, I'm not. (laughs) Okay. But at that point, I I, I imagine with everybody else, it gave us a, a moment to pause to reset, to really think what we wanted to contribute, especially at my age. I've crossed over to that other half. Let's think about what we want to leave as an impact. And that's when I said, you know, what I enjoy most and the biggest challenges that I've had that I have not been able to solve is with women. With women-led businesses not being able to actually get the funding that they need and the same exact thing I had when I started was the lack of financial literacy. That financial hygiene did not exist when I started my first business. Those two things I thought were major, and because women are starting businesses faster than anyone else, they need help. That impact right there, if we can get women to actually close that gap between men-led businesses and women-led businesses, that is about $3 trillion, 16 million jobs back into the economy, 16 million jobs, just doing, closing that
1: gap a little bit yes indeed so with you explaining that how because you know we are organization made of mostly women we have our men um that roll out with us we have our student chapter when you say um you're bridging the gap or that's part of the assistance that you're providing how do you go about what does that picture look like when you have a client that comes to you, how do you break it down or start guiding them to financial literacy for their business?
4: Specifically, She's Fundable uh, is, is morphing in. So I, we're moving the, the platform over right now. It'll be a virtual platform that provides resources from startup. Congratulations. From, yeah. From concept to actually exit. Um, and tools specifically tailored to support the growth of women led businesses as well as black women-led businesses. Um, so you'll have um, you know, not only the educational tools and knowledge and stuff like that, but you'll, it'll exist uh, like forums and mentors and people that you can actually speak to and partner with on that platform, as well as uh, investors and, and people that can, put, can fund those businesses. And they're waiting to fund you. <laughs> so, so that's what She's Fundable is about.
1: So you are exactly what I said, helping everyone, anybody with a business, a sound business, get to the back.
4: Well, we're going to help you create a sound business. So, you know, if you're walking in with a concept, and right now that's one of the largest challenges that I have, um, is making sure that the businesses are set up properly. We are in yeah. an era where people have a lot of side gigs and side hustles, thinking their business a Hustle. Is- they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not businesses. So we're having to go back and restructure those businesses so they have a business model that uh, they can grow, okay? That people will fund. They're not gonna, they're not gonna support a side hustle or a side gig. Or something that doesn't have the authority right, are not expand. knocking
1: We're not knocking the hustlers, the side hustlers. Oh no, we're not you knocking You have that. to have that hustler yes. spirit within you oh, no, 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 no. to be that you know resilient entrepreneur. It's just we're going to help you clean up that hustle and run it okay. like so, a Walmart, a Fortune 500 spirit, business.
4: So they have a growth absolutely. We want that hustling spirit. We just want period. a growth <laughs> <period>. business.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's what we're looking for.
4: Okay, we want something that you can grow, you can hire people, you know, and expand, impact your communities with it. That's what we're looking for.
0: And so Period. we make sure that
4: we help. Thank yeah, you. we help put those different structures in for that and teach you the different business models.
1: Yes, indeed. And like you said, when you are helping people, um, work out or flush out their business with uh, operationally it assists um not people don't think about their business is not only for you and your family you are now a part of the community you know you are impacting the community you are able to provide Um, jobs, as you mentioned, which, you know, like you said, everything coming out of um, your mouth and you are preaching, because if you run your business correctly, you won't have to be worried about nobody coming back to you asking you what you did with your PPP money, right? Okay,
4: absolutely, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, another thing that is shocking,
4: shocking to me, and um, well, not surprising, but uh, because I struggled with the same thing, is the mindset. You got to do a whole mindset shift. You know, I hear a lot of women, you know, I don't, I don't dream about millions. I don't dream about that. The more money you have, the more people you can help. Right now you're taking care yes. of your children, your parents, the church, the school, the community, your families. Okay? And you're doing it with very little. The more money you have, mm-hmm. the more you can assist. So just yep. having that mind shift.
1: And you can just keep it going. Like you said, it's all about the mindset and getting that that education um, and getting to those resources because there's Mm -hmm. something out there. The resources are out there. The tools are out there that will be able to assist you whatever level you are at. So, Miss Cheryl, we're going to take yes. a quick commercial break and come back and speak more with you about she Funding because this is an absolutely amazing conversation this morning. Press 1 on your phones when we come back if you want to join the conversation. Drop your comments under our different social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook this morning, Instagram, yes. YouTube. You know, we got you. Just drop your comment and we'll make sure we get it read. After this quick yeah. commercial break. My
5: name is Dina Neely. I'm a licensed electrical contractor. I'm founder and CEO of Detroit Voltage. I am a member of the Detroit chapter. And I kind of stumbled upon um, NABWIC or was introduced to NABWIC early on when I first started my company. And it's really been a wonderful journey. Um, I love being able to communicate with like-minded women i mean it's one thing to be a woman in construction but it's a very unique thing to be a black woman in construction and being a part of this organization has really been helpful in helping to grow and navigate through growing a construction business and of course our fearless leader miss ann um, she's always a wealth of knowledge and being able to pull from her has been, um, invaluable. And so, um, one of the things that I'm super duper proud about being a woman in construction is having a part of the revitalization, revitalization of my community and being able to take my children along for the journey. And again, my name is Dina Neely and I celebrate women in construction.
1: Yes, indeed. We celebrate women in construction. We celebrate the construction industry because the construction industry, there is something for all of you to do, male, female. Um, soft services, um, office workers, project managers, GCs, if you're in the trade, we got you. There is something for you to do in construction. Construction is business. It is closely related to logistics. So, you know, it's a full gamut and then within construction there's so many different industries that you could go into you know private or public i won't get on my soapbox this morning wearing my little miss Ann hat we're going to keep the show flowing <laughs> navwick <laughs> talks with some news that you, with some news that you can absolutely use our navwick chicago information session is going on. Chicago is growing big. Also, to mention, we will be at the Chicago Bill. Some of our leaders, our speakers within NABWIC will be hosting platforms speaking. Our very own Miss Anne McNeil. We also have our uh, former president, um, who will be speaking as well. And I think a lot of our Nabwick sisters will be traveling supporting Sharon Hidalgo, who is one of our fierce leaders, again, up there in the Chicago area. And, of course, um, NABWIC, South Florida chapter, Breakfast with South Florida chapter. We have that coming up. And then Who's in Your Tribe, the Atlanta area or chapter. Um, still has that going on so please drop in on NABWIC .nabwic org. check out our different events going on locally where you can drop in a meet and greet a hard hats and heels just a, a reception to get to learn more about NABWIC to make sure you know we are perfect fit just for you just like we want to make sure you are fit for us as well and You can also head over to Eventbrite if you want to get registered. Usually all our registrations are going down on Eventbrite. So we are very active during this time of year. That is NABWIC News that you can absolutely use. And if you want to be a sponsor of NABWIC News that you can absolutely use, please feel free, as always, send us an email at marketing at nabwic.org. And if you like to volunteer, work with us, or if you want to partner with Navwick Talks Blog Talk Radio with our reach over seventy five thousand, hmm, I think it might be in your good interest to promote that show or get on Navwick Talks. So back to you, Miss Cheryl. Oh yes, Sam. You know, we have it going on. My first question I love on your slide deck is, are you fundable? You cut the BS out. You get straight to the chase. Like you said, we are turning these side hustles. Our mama, mama entrepreneurs. Oh, because I like to say that I started off as a mama entrepreneur. And Anna, tell you, I'll mm-hmm. use myself as an example. I'm a serial mm-hmm. entrepreneur. I'm a hustler. She used to tell me, "You got too many crayons out the coloring box." I didn't want to hear that <laughs> back then, ten years ago. She, I didn't want to hear that. She start that, and I go look the other way, like, yeah, she talking to y'all, not me." Okay. Because I'm good mm-hmm. at all my hustles. But she was talking to me, you know? <laughs> yes, yes,
4: yes. Can can we focus on one thing? Can we get excellent yes. at one thing? Can we get known at one thing so people know how to raise their hands and come see one thing? Okay? Yes,
1: And then you can do all those and other things,
4: but just promote one thing.
1: Right, getting into your niche, and your niche is helping figure and work all of that out for the entrepreneur that's serious and willing and open for the training, Mm -hmm. the coaching, and the guidance by your consulting firm,
4: correct? Yes, that's correct. Now, earlier we talked about our core programs that will be uh, on this platform for She's Fundable, but our um, Mm – Other offerings, our premium service, our um, growth for growth stage businesses, those businesses that have been uh, in business for a while, two years or more, uh, and they are come to a point where they're stuck and need to grow or um, they don't know how to grow. You know, how do we get to that from, you know, here to here? How do we get to six figures, seven figures, that kind of thing? So a lot of growth hacking. So, um the other part of this platform is that one-on-one coaching, mastermind coaching, mentorship, um, and access to networks with, um, with those type mentors and investors that get you to those, that next level. So that's the other part of uh, She's Fundable Sale. So yeah, we go in and we look at your business. We look at processes. We look at your people. We look at your, your profits, and we design it in a way that it will move quickly.
2: um, Love it, love it, love it. Listen,
1: you know we said in the beginning, we have a packed studio this morning. Sunshine is always in NABWIC's window, right? So in the studio hanging out with us this morning, we also have Tanya, who's a part of our Navwick Talks crew. Tanya, welcome. Good morning. morning. I know you have a couple of questions you want to shout out to Ms. Cheryl. Good morning, Miss Cheryl.
2: Good everyone. morning. I am so excited to be here and I'm I'm just sitting over here in my seat. Just so excited listening to you and all the gems that you're dropping today. Um oh, I want to talk about that bag, right? Whenever <laughs> I think about the bag, I'm yes, telling ma'am. you, I want to take a nap
3: because right okay. now the
2: the bag is grinding. It's up all night. It's it's wearing so many different hats right, because we're all trying to get to the bag. But um, just describe a little bit to us how your company streamlines that for entrepreneurs as a guide to getting that
4: bag. Absolutely. Um, You know, I – I usually look at um, what are the biggest problems or the things that are actually getting you denied. Let's look at that. Let's look at what is actually getting you denied. And believe it or not, more than 95% of every application that is sent in by a woman is denied before anybody ever knows you or your business. Okay, so we got to get through that process. And one of the um, major things is that business plan. You got to get that tight. You got to get that right process of of getting that business plan done and working through that and defining your your company, just like um, we just mentioned, so that you can focus it on that one thing and also structure it in a way that would grow, which is the other thing we talked about earlier. Most businesses, again, can't get there because they do not have a structure in place that someone will fund. They will not fund a business that's just you. That's just you. Okay, a one-person business, it's unusual for that to happen. And and just think about it. If something happens to you, what happens to their investment? Mm -hmm. Okay? If you get sick, what happens to their investment? They are not going to do that. So um, the other thing I think a a lot of us uh, need to think about is when we go to get funding, there's typically a man on the other side. There's typically a man there, and they don't know anything about the majority of the businesses that women actually uh, open and run. Um, So they can't make judgment about its value. And it is up to us to be able to communicate that value so that they hear it right away. So that pitching is important as well when you are are talking about getting funding because those banks and investors – typically not there to help us. You know, they're just thinking about the dollar. And I can tell you, last just last week, I turned down a lot of money from an investor because he did not recognize the value of my business. And you do not need an equity partner in your business who does not understand your business. That's a nightmare waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. You don't take all money ain't good money. <laughs> ain't good money. Okay. And and the other thing is you don't typically find role models that look like you that you can turn to for inspiration Uh, and you don't really have a lot of close friends who are, who run successful companies. So who are you going to sit around to kind of get, get those answers from? So you need to get in an environment where you're building that network of people and mentors and a community of people um, that can answer those questions that you can like, you know, like NAPWIC that you can actually come to and share your experiences and get answers. You've got to have that network, that community uh, as well for accountability. Mm.
2: Amen to that. Thank you so I'm here taking my notes.
4: Yeah. Now, there's also a great deal of, um, you know, discrimination, biases, you know, things that have raised my eyebrows, even even when I work, you know, because I've worked in all male-dominated fields, you know, since I was 18 years old, from banking to transportation to construction to uh, the Internet. You know, all of those things are male-dominated fields. I'm usually the only-only, if <laughs> you guys know what I mean. So, uh, so you face a lot of discrimination, so they're not there to really help you. And, again, you need to get in that circle of people that, um, that would nurture you. And that would be my biggest argument to get you to that bag because you don't understand what you don't know until you get to somebody, to someone who has already done it. That so that, that would be my, my, you know, my few, few, uh, few quick advice for you. You know, to to structure that, um those business plans. Those things help.
2: Thank you, Miss Cheryl. Taking note, taking note. Thank you.
4: <laughs> you want me to keep talking? <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> Listen, just tell us the whole life story. How oh, everything. Okay. We wanna know everything, Miss Gerald. Okay. Thank you so well, much, Tanya, for joining you. in this morning. Absolutely. I know you're gonna hang out more with us in the studio. So don't be shy. Just go ahead and chime in. You know how to get my attention in the studio. <laughs> okay. I can cut my mic off one okay. once, once yeah. or twice. Well, no worries. Thing, no
4: worries. The other thing I would answer to uh to her would be um Again, all investors are not good investors. One of the other issues is Mm -hmm. know what that investor invests in. Okay, they don't all invest in the same thing. You have some that invest in technology companies, some that might invest in women businesses. Um, Specifically, know exactly what that investor is investing in or willing to invest in and to what extent. So that you can prepare for that. Okay, Uh, if not, you're pitching, you're pitching to deaf ears. You're wasting your time and theirs as well.
1: Pretty much, pretty much. Thank you for that golden nugget there. You always want to do your research and make sure that it is a good match. That it'll be a good partnership as you're moving forward in your business. So, Miss Cheryl, you've done shared with us some tools, some resources, some information on how you guide and assist um, clients get their businesses on track. Are there any resources or even advice that you have that you could offer that really helped you on your journey as you look back?
4: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I've mentioned, mentioned it before. The biggest piece is mentors. And a lot of times I think that's more important than the money, because if you have good mm-hmm. mentors to actually show you the way, give you a roadmap, you don't really need the money. I mean, really think about that. So to me, the mentors in that community is, to me, more important. Than, than the actual cash. And that has helped me more than anything. And I, you know, I, uh, I talked about growing up on the farm and my uncle, but there was other, uh, one other major mentor in my life, which was my goddad. You know, when I got to college in Atlanta, uh, my goddad, my goddad was there to, to assist. Here I am, this young person, and he would always call me, hey, I need you to come take notes at this meeting. And I'm like, I'm I'm not coming to take notes. at the meeting. It would be a meeting with the city of Atlanta, bringing in a major corporation in the city. So they're talking about how they're structuring the bonds and, and what they're negotiating and all this kind of stuff. And then he would call and say, hey, uh, I need you to come take notes with me on the golf course. I'm like, oh God, I'm not, it's a bunch of men out there. I'm not coming to the golf course. This guy has never asked for those notes ever. What I did not realize that he was placing me in the room so by the time I did get to corporate America, there was not a business meeting that I could not sit in and add value to, probably more than the person conducting the meeting, because I had been in those meetings since I was like 14 or so, 14, 15, 16, 17, all the way up to probably my almost 30 years old with those big major corporations, learning how to negotiate. So mentors to me would be uh first on my list and the consistency in learning learn read learn read or read i read constantly so those would be my two
1: definitely so So I'm taking down notes. So if I'm taking down notes, I know that our listeners are as well because this is nothing new. This is nothing new we've been hearing. This is sometimes, you know, you have to get it reiterated because of Mm -hmm. where you are in your life now. And sometimes you do get caught up with the day there. Everyone might not have or hasn't conditioned their mindset to take those couple of minutes to gather themselves or themselves prepare for their day. So consistency and getting and searching for those mentorships. And sometimes you don't even have to search. When you are ready it just pops up, mm-hmm. that manifestation That's how I like to say that that in magic is what we call it over here this manifested <laughs> is definitely going to happen because we are all, yes we all have walked this walk and been on this journey just in our own way so I just love it Miss Cheryl I know Miss Jackie's probably looking at this, in, looking in the studio at the mic like "Is this girl say one more thing to go back and put in your studio episode but I want to hashtag consistency hashtag learning and just keep on hashtagging pretty much everything you've said because you've spoken genuinely this morning with our audience and I just deeply appreciate that and you know you have us all going I won't hold you to myself because I know Miss Jackie not I called her name already like three times (laughs) (laughs) Miss Jackie where you at I know you have some questions for Miss Cheryl and your comments (laughs) <laughs> no. Good morning, everybody. Good just some morning, comments uh, again. Just really love uh, just hearing the whole tribe. Just like you said, Dana, mm-hmm. we got the whole tribe yeah. in the studio. So glad to hear from Miss Tanya this morning, Miss Tanya Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's been really, really great. I do say
3: though that the breadth and width of shows uh, uh, experience
1: uh, is just something to be. Uh, really, really explored, and although we just kind of like, you know, we just kind of tapped the nail on the head this morning,
4: we got to get in and go deeper with her. So uh, Cheryl, we certainly would like to invite you
1: back to be a part of a part two of our podcast (laughs) so we can learn more about She's Fundable and those other Mm -hmm. initiatives that you have. But thank you so much for coming on the show this morning and being our special guest.
4: Absolutely. Thanks for having
1: me. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. So we are a little past the top of the hour with all our excitement. I have to have to get into the Are you ready for the hard questions? Oh, absolutely. Always.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: with you being a professional, such a resilient professional and motivational speaker, I don't think anybody can catch you off guard, Ms. Cheryl. Is it correct? Um, It's possible. I'm waiting I doubt it. What are you reading? What am it. I reading right no. now? I doubt it. No, so, what am I reading? What are you reading today or what keeps you motivated? You know, we love to learn from our mm-hmm. successful leaders, like you said, we like to learn, pick your brain, see what's going oh, on, absolutely. see you know what your little plan is, your blueprint, and then we tweak uh-huh. it just like you learn uh-huh. in school. You learn as much as you can, and then you unlearn it because you have to make your own soup with your uh-huh. own recipe, how your uh-huh. taste buds like it. So share um, with uh, us, Ms. Cheryl, what you're reading. Okay.
4: Okay. I'm going to show you what, what I'm reading, but um, I'm just going to respond to your comments there the thing that i had to unlearn coming out of college uh-huh. and corporate america it was a it was a hard transition you have to really unlearn a lot of that stuff to be an entrepreneur you really do, I do. but you need to Stuff your brain with a whole lot of stuff to do that mind that mind shift there. Now, what I'm reading right now, I'm a, like I said, I'm a ferocious, avid reader. I'm typically uh, reading maybe six books at a time, and I've cut down since I've gotten a little bit older and a little bit slower. Uh, so right now I'm reading. <laughs> oh, my I'm gosh. Completing, I'm completing uh, Rachel Rogers' book, uh, We Should All Be Millionaires. Excellent read, excellent read, read it, read it, read it. I, 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 I say read it. And since it's Black History Month, I am uh, reading a book that I uh, had my students read at uh, at the university, and uh, I I tell you, this this atmosphere right now has, um, it it reminds me of the uproar that happens on campus for me when one of my 50-minute class sessions is about the gap between white family and black families, uh, that wealth gap of 10 or 11 times. And I'm talking about 50 minutes, one session um campus almost shuts down because i'm having that conversation mm-hmm. now again we're having a conversation about uh, asians we're having a conversation another 15 minutes about Hispanics, but it shuts down when we talk about black and white girls. so i am reading a book right now by an author who was at the university of georgia uh, over their um, diversity uh, equity and inclusion program but she was also the assistant Uh, dean of the law school there, and she has two books out, and I I recommend them um, because I think they will be eye-openers for you guys to understand a lot of stuff that's going on right now and be very conscious about what you need to do um, because these things are happening right in front of you again, Um, and her name is Amersa. I can't even pronounce the last name. It is called The Color of Money is the first one, The Color of Money. And it's Merca uh, Baradaron, Baradaron is her name, Baradaron, Mercer Baradaron, The Color of Money. And the other book that she has out is um, How the Others, How the Other Bank, How the Others Bank. Okay. And okay. it is it's, uh, yeah, How the Other Half Banks is the name of it, How the Other Half Banks. I'm telling you, when you read The Color of Money, you're going to have to read that a chapter at a time because you're not going to be able to control yourself. You're going to have to get your temper down just a little bit after each chapter um, okay. because it does walk through and uh, explain how the economic system was built in the United States, especially post-Civil War. So <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You love, you're going to get your eyes open.
1: I love it. I love it, love it, love it, and thank you so much for those, and not to cut you off. I just get excited when I hear these books and how you're explaining it because the studio is right next mm-hmm. to um, the bookstore. Books, Barnes and Noble is right here. I'm in, I'm in mm-hmm. Pine. So I can't wait. They're open, too. Early Bird gets the worm. So I'm going to head over there. Yeah. Beat Miss Jackie to it. I know she's going to drop these books in the episode. But you said, Rachel <laughs> Rogers, We Should All Be Millionaires.
4: Millionaires, yes. Yeah. And,
1: okay. And The oh. Color of Money.
4: The Color of Money and How the Other Half Banks. It's by um Mursa. It's M-E-H-R-S-A, and her last name is Baradaran, B-A-R-A-D-A-R-A-N, Baradaran. And I'm telling you, when you, you understand how some of these banks, they still exist today, like Bank of America was started in San Francisco. You will follow that thread through
1: Mm -hmm. i'm a former bank of america customer
4: so i totally understand Mm -hmm. i'm a a former customer as well i I just i read those because um again one of the the hardest things that i had to learn again as an entrepreneur and just life itself is that we were not taught anything about money we were not taught financial literacy and you need that as a as an entrepreneur So that's why I really focus on those things, you know, that that financial literacy and as well as structuring businesses so that they grow. So, you know, that's my big thing. So we're going to close that that big gap that exists and uh,
3: Mm -hmm.
4: hopefully you guys join that March, you know, because that is my mission. My mission is to actually, uh, you know, tear down those barriers that are actually blocking us. There's plenty of access. There's no acquisition of capital. So.
1: Definitely so. Definitely so. We are on that mission with you. One chapter at a time. Like you said, The Color of Money, just take it one chapter at a time. We're all reading some books like Think and Grow Rich, the Bible. You know, you take it a page at a time, a verse at a a time, however long Mm -hmm. it takes your brain to dissect it. But more importantly, for you to dissect it and apply it to your life immediately. Don't wait. Right, Ms. Cheryl?
4: Yep, absolutely.
1: Okay. Well, thank you again this morning for being on that. Share with us if you like any closing remarks or a closeout tip, because all of us are writing down your golden nuggets.
4: (laughs) Okay. Um, I would say, you know, thank you for having me. And I hope I get to come back again to share more um, on, on more specific topics and, um, Look, you know, go to She'sFundable.com over the next couple of weeks because Financial Literacy Month is coming in April. So you'll start to see uh, our Get Little America program start to open up in March on the site as well so that you can take advantage of that. And the program that we will be releasing is Get Your House in Order. And it's all about getting those documents in place that every member of the house needs and every household needs. If we just get that part straight, before you even start talking about the money, the bank accounts, the credit and all that kind of stuff, get your paperwork in order.
1: You know, where is it? In that it? housing, under the mattress, Michelle. You know what I'm Don't saying? Put it's it under all the over the mattress. Place. Remember those days? <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: oh, I mean, it's all, you're, you're, nobody knows where it is. And I'm going to give you a perfect example of that. I had a student stand up in class, and he, he brought it home for us when we were at, you know, I made them go through and do all of this, and most of them took it home to their parents to do. And um, he stood up, he said, um, you know, please listen and do what she tells you to do. He said, my 19-year-old sister got in a car accident. My mother could not do anything for her because she was grown. She had to go to court to get documentation to allow her to do something for her daughter because no paperwork was in order, no directives, no power of attorneys, nothing. Get your paperwork in order. So that's what we'll be focusing on in in the Get Lit program that um, is, is coming out in March. We just want every household to get in order. Let's start there.
1: Well, I can't wait. Cannot wait, cannot wait to get lit with you. We'll definitely make sure we catch all of the promo and marketing that you have going on for that so we can support you as well during Literacy Month. But like you said, you know, we just cracked. Scratch the surface just a little bit this morning on that we Talks with you. We'd love, love, love to welcome you back to a part two where we can dig deeper and um, talk more about financial literacy. And I think April would probably be a great, op- uh, great mm-hmm. time to take up um, that opportunity if we can't get you on before.
4: Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we do need well, to focus on doing that, absolutely.
1: Yes, indeed. So how can your new sisters, brothers, nephews, nieces, and Nabwick get in contact with you or your new potential client?
4: Oh, goodness. Uh, She'sFundable.com, and you can email me at hello at she'sfundable.com.
1: Hey, she'sfundable.com. She, Cheryl is she's fundable.com, your new best friend, and Navwick. So if you want to connect, you can always head back over. You lose the information. Go on Navwick website. That's www.nabwic.org. Engage with us. This show is archived, so don't be shy. Spread the word. You can share the link Anytime you can go back and listen, whether you're in your car, use your phone, your tablet, your laptop, everybody is electronic heavy walking around with their headphones, so just tune in to NavWit. Talk anytime you want, but you already know, new episodes on the way Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m., so connect with us. We'd love to engage. Hit up our marketing department at our email at marketing at org. You have myself, Jada Williams, you have Ursula Odom, you have Jackie Perry, and you have Miss Tonya Rivers ready to assist and get action going. We love to partner with you, so again, reach out to Week Talks. This has been an absolutely amazing episode on Navwood Talks, Blog Talk Radio. I know you feel the same way, too, because you are still riding out with us, and I can't wait to see you next Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Have a beautiful, blessed day.